Number 9. Abu Yaqub Yusuf al-Hamdani Think not that there are no travellers on the road, or just that those of perfect attributes leave no trace. Just because you are not privy to the secrets, do you think that no one else is either? Rumi, Fihi ma Fihi Yusuf of Hamadan was one of the rarest knowers of God, a pillar in the Sunnah of the Prophet, and a unique saint. He was a religious leader, a religious scholar, agnostic, spiritual knower of God. He was the master of his time in raising the stations of his followers. Scholars and pious people used to flood in huge numbers into his center in the city of Merv, in present-day Turkmenistan, to listen to him. Born in Buzanjird near Hamadan in 440 Hijri year 1048 current era, he moved from Hamadan to Baghdad when he was 18 years of age. He studied the Shafi'i school of jurisprudence under the supervision of the master of his time, Sheikh Ibrahim ibn Ali ibn Yusuf al-Firozabadi. He kept association in Baghdad with the great scholar Abu Ishaq al-Shirazi, who gave him greater deference than to any of his other students, although he was the youngest. He was so brilliant a jurisprudent that he became the most knowledgeable reference of his time for all scholars in that field. He was known in Baghdad, the center of Islamic knowledge, in Isfahan, Bukhara, Samarkand, Khwarazam, and throughout Central Asia. Later in his life he secluded himself and left the world behind. He became an ascetic and engaged in constant worship and spiritual struggle. He associated with Sheikh Abdullah al-Khuwaini and Sheikh Hassan Simnani, but his secret was given to him by Sheikh Abu Ali al-Farmadi. He made progress in self-denial and contemplation until he became the arch-intercessor of his time. He was known as the reign of realities and truth and spiritual knowledge. He finally settled in Merv. Through him, countless miraculous events occurred. From his miracles He reflected the divine attribute of severity, al-Kahar, with those who opposed the dissemination of spirituality following are two accounts of his miraculous deeds in that respect. One day he was enlightening a group of the listeners with heavenly knowledge. Two literalist scholars were present and said, Keep quiet because you are innovating. He said to them, Do not talk about matters that you do not understand. It is better for you to die than to stay. As he spoke these words, they immediately fell dead. 
Ibn Hajar al-Haythani records in his book Al-Fatwa al-Hadithiyah that Abu Sayyid Abdullah ibn Abi Asrun, the imam of the school of Shafi'i, said, When I began a search for religious knowledge, I accompanied my friend Ibn Nasaka, who was a student in the Nizamiya school, and it was our custom to visit the pious. We heard that there was in Baghdad a man named Yusuf al-Hamadani, who was known as the arch-intercessor, and that he was able to appear whenever he liked and was able to disappear whenever he liked. So I decided to visit him along with Ibn Asaka and Sheikh Abdul Khadr Jilani, who was a young man at that time. Ibn Asaka said, When we visit Sheikh Yusuf al-Hamadani, I am going to ask him a question, the answer to which he will not know. I said, I am also going to ask him a question, and I want to see what he is going to say. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani said, O oh God, protect me from asking a saint like Yusuf al-Hamadani a question, but I will go into his presence asking for his blessings and divine knowledge. We entered his group. He veiled himself from us and we did not see him until after one hour had passed. He looked at Ibn Asaka angrily and said, without having been informed of his name, O oh, Ibn Asaka, how dare you ask me a question when your intention is to confound me? Your question is this and your answer is this. Then he said to Ibn Saka, I am seeing the fire of disbelief burning in your heart. He looked at me and said, O oh, Abdullah, are you asking me a question and awaiting my answer? Your question is this, and your answer is this. Let the people be sad for you because they are losing as a result of your disrespect for me. Then he looked at Sheikh Abdul Khadr Jalani and said to him, Approach, my son, I am going to bless you. O Abdul Khadr, you have satisfied God and his Prophet with your proper respect for me. I see you in the future sitting on the highest place in Baghdad and speaking and guiding people and saying to them that your feet are on the necks of every saint and I see every saint of your time bowing to you because of your great station and honor. Abdul Qadr has been lifted up, and all that Sheikh al-Hamdani said about him has come to pass. There came a time when he did say, My feet are on the necks of all the saints. He was a reference and a beacon guiding all people in his time to their destinations. The fate of Ibn Asaka was something else. He was brilliant in his knowledge of the divine law. He surpassed all the scholars in his time. He used to debate with the scholars of his time and prevail over them until the caliph called him to be in his company. One day the caliph sent him as a messenger to the king of Byzantium, who in his turn called all his priests and the scholars of the Christian religion to debate with him. Ibn Asaka was able to defeat all of them in debate. 
they were unable to give answers in his presence. He was giving answers that made them look like children and mere students in his presence. His brilliance so fascinated the king of Byzantium that he invited him to his private family meeting. There he saw the daughter of the king. He immediately fell in love with her, and he asked her father, the king, for her hand in marriage. She refused except on condition that he accepted her religion. He did, leaving Islam and accepting the Christian religion of the princess. After his marriage he became seriously ill. They threw him out of the palace. He became a town beggar, asking everyone for food, yet no one would provide for him. Darkness had come over his face. One day I saw him again and I asked him, What happened to you? He replied, There was a temptation that I fell into. I asked him, Do you remember anything from the Holy Quran? He replied, I only remember again and again will those who disbelieve wish that they were Muslims. Quran chapter 15 verse 2 he was trembling as if he was giving up his last breath. I turned him towards the Kaaba, the west, but he kept turning towards the east. Then I turned him back towards the Kaaba, but he turned himself to the east. I turned him a third time, but he turned himself to the east. Then, as his soul was passing from him, he said, O oh God! That is the result of my disrespect to your arch-intercessor, Yusuf al-Hamadani. I went to Damascus, and the king there, Nuruddin al-Shahid, made me the head of the religious department, and I accepted. As a result, the world came from every side, provision, sustenance, fame, money, position for the rest of my life, that is what the arch-intercessor Yusuf al-Hamadani had predicted for me. Yusuf al-Hamadani's words illustrate his high station among the saints. He said, The opening of the faculty of spiritual hearing in the friends of God is like a message from reality, a chapter in the book of God, a blessing from the knowledge of the unseen. It is the beginning of the opening of the heart and its unveiling. Good tidings from the heavenly stations. It is the dawn of understanding of divine meanings. This hearing is sustenance for the spirit and life for the heart. It is the subsistence of the secret. God makes himself witness for the visions of his chosen servants and adorns them with his blessed acts and decorates them with his attributes. Of his saints he makes one group hear through his exalted witnessing. He makes others hear through his unique oneness. He makes another group of them hear through his mercy and he makes some here through his power. 
Let it be known to you, O human being, that God has created from the light of his manifestations seventy thousand angels and assigned them to various stations between the throne and the chair. In the presence of intimacy, their dress is green wool. Their faces are like the full moon. They stand in his presence in awe, fainting, drunk with his love, running endlessly from the throne to the chair and back because of the emotion and the mercy which is burning in their hearts. Those are the Sufis of the heavens, and Israfil, the angel who will blow the trumpet on the judgment day, is their leader and their guide, and Gabriel is their president and their speaker, and Al-Haq, God, the truth, is their king. God's blessings are upon them. This is how Yusuf al-Hamadani, the shadow of God on earth, used to describe the heavenly reality and exalted stations of the Sufis. May God bless his soul and sanctify him. He died in Khorasan between Herat and Bakshur on the 12th of Rabiul Awal, 535 Hijri year, 1140 current era, and was buried in Merv. Near his tomb a large mosque and a large school were built. He passed his secret to Abul Abbas, who in turn passed it on to Abdul Khalik al-Gujduwani. The latter received it directly from Yusuf al-Hamadani as well.